to the Atomic Kingdom podcast. With that music, you know what we're talking about tonight. It's Game of Thrones. We're going to recap season six. My name is Dave Stark. Uh, joining me tonight is JD of Tart. Tyrell. Tyrell, come on, you All know. Right. All right. Tyrell clan. <laughs> All right. And, okay, we'll go with Jenny of Tarth. No, I'm a Targaryen. Oh, forget it. I get it. <laughs> Thought I was giving everybody compliments because Brienne of Tarth is cool, but I guess not. at least you didn't. No, say Brienne of Tarth is great. I would yeah. not. Yeah, I would. Awesome. I would not call anybody a Bolton. <laughs> Good. I wouldn't even really wish that upon my worst enemy. Right. I'd be hesitant to call anybody a Lannister. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> so, hundred percent. Last week saw the finale of season six. Uh, personally, my favorite season so far. I loved, I think every episode was exciting for me. Uh, some people felt it moved slow. I thought it moved pretty quick. I thought a lot happened in a, a short amount of time and we're left with two seasons to go and that's it. And then they're calling it quits. Uh, we might get a spinoff of stuff that happens before, depending on what happens with the books. And, but I think for the most part, season six was a bookless season. There were aspects of it that were in other books, but uh, a lot of the Jon Snow stuff, in fact, I think all of it, is outside of the book series. So uh, we got our first taste of what it's like when these guys have the reins when there's no source material. But they do they do know how this all ends from our, our George R. R. Martin telling the creators where to go. But we're going to recap Season 6. We're going to get a little bit into what we think is going to happen in the future. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite moments, uh, our favorite characters, if that's changed at all. We're going to uh, mourn our favorite characters that may have passed the season and mm. uh, maybe shed a tear or two. And we're going to applaud the ones that died that we think deserve to die. <laughs> so let's just dig right in. I don't know how you guys want to do this. I think we're just should we just go over Start from the beginning? We can <laughs> just cover the big points, or do we want to cover it all? Cause, I, mean, I we, say we cover what we like the most, because yeah. I'm curious. Because like, everybody I talk to has a favorite part of this season, and especially the uh, finale. And, yeah, they, like... I, I'm pretty sure I know Dave's favorite scene. The scene that I think the text I got was, I have goosebumps. Was that what you sent? Uh, I, I think I know it, too. I, you have to refresh my memory. What was it? Jon Snow. Which part? <laughs> um, the part the when north. the 12-year-old the king gets in the north. <laughs> The 12-year-old who is the greatest character ever. Why has she not been into this Yes, yeah, seriously, can we have a spinoff of her? Like, <laughs> I'd watch it. When uh, she gets up and she gives her little speech and she's like, he is the king of the north. And then all the other guys get up and they put their swords out. And I'm just like, oh, mm, Dave is that, Dave is in heaven right that now. That moment, yeah. okay, so we're, we're jumping right to the finale to talk about this. So Jon Snow is named the king of the north when he tries to get Sansa to take over because she's the rightful current rightful heir uh, mm-hmm. to, to the throne. She's a Stark. He's a bastard. But as as you guys pointed out, the everyone's favorite little girl, uh, <laughs> 11-year-old, whatever she is, um, Lady Mormont, she gives this impassioned speech about how, bastard or not, he's the king of the North. We're following him. Uh, I'm hashtag, I'm with her. Uh, not, not Hillary Clinton. I'm with Lady, <laughs> Lady Mormont. 
a hundred percent. I think most watchers are with her. The the best meme that was circulating around was just her, and it just said, um, "If she if if she had three dragons, this would have ended in season yeah, one." I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she would have killed everyone. <laughs> Left the whole plows burning. She's awesome. But uh, so they named John the King of the North, and they have this thing which they've done before. Where they all chant, King of the North, King of the North. And while it was exciting to see my boy Snow get his moment, it's terrifying because of what happened to everyone that's had that happen to them before. Yeah. Uh, they died. Everyone has well, died. Here's the, here's, here's the part that caught me, like, where I kind of raised an eyebrow and I'm like, they really specifically said that. When she's given her speech, she's like, the Stark blood runs in him, right? So they're hinting at, you know, He's a descendant of Ned Stark. So that all got flipped upside on its head. So technically, yes, Stark blood does run through him, but not mm. in the realm not that Ned Stark's. people thought. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, he's still a Stark. He is. He is still a Stark because... And, yeah, and also he's... Targaryen. A Targaryen. Ooh, which, ooh, that chills. Which, I mean, uh, uh, we should have said it up front, but, I mean, come on. Spoiler alert. We're recapping season six, so deal with it. If you didn't know that, if you did know that before we started talking, it's on you. I'm sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, and, and, and in the news, the HBO, like, creators or something put out this big family chart confer- yeah, confirming. Confirming that the Mad King is his father, which I I think that was a big misstep. Like so soon, like I, we knew he's a Stark, but none of us really knew he was Targaryen. I guess like uh, no. Hey, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. I think it was three seasons ago that I kept saying, "I bet you he's related to the Mother of Dragons." I oh, bet okay. you Absolutely. Ned Stark. It has something to do with his sister. I feel so damn cool right now. Just let me bask in my glory, All right, because <laughs> I'm. I feel very awesome. On like I called it. I called that. It's the theory, the R plus S or whatever theory, right? The R plus S theory. Oh, tell me, you you both have heard this theory? Yeah, right? I have. R yeah, plus yeah. I have L not heard this theory. The oh. Good lord, woman. I, th- I swear we talked about it at the end of last season when we were all screaming at each other when well, John died. Well, remind me. Remind me. Uh, it's R plus L equals J. Hang on, I gotta look it up. Um, so, uh, the popular fan theory called R plus L equals J, an abbreviation of Rhaegar plus Lyanna equals John, proposes that John is the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Ned's sister Lyanna Stark. So they nailed it. And that's That's been around for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's been a, that's been along for a while that I know of. Want well, to know what's funny? Is I never knew their names. I just knew it was the Mad Mad King and Ned's sister that he loved. I knew <laughs> I knew Lyanna yeah. Stark because um, they they talk about her a lot in the books in certain got moments. It. But yeah, we got that flashback because of uh, was it Bran's uh, moment as the three eyed Raven. He touches the tree and he sees he goes back to the Tower of Joy, and we see. Finally, after season episode three, I think we got this this first hint at what was happening. Yeah. Baby's crying or a woman screaming, and then Ned looks in, and also we get a moment where Ned looks back. Young Ned looks back at where Bran would be standing, kind of like how he he, mm-hmm. he had a way of of kind of influencing Hodor as a kid. Not you know, kinda. He totally like affected Hodor as a child. 
Um, and that's based on him doing the vision quest thing. Mm-hmm. And then in this case, it feels like Ned knows he's there or it knows, knows somebody's there. He and, senses something. Right. Then he goes up in the tower and she's dying. She just had the baby. And she says, you can't tell him. You must be kept a secret. And she whispers something into his ear. I watched it once and I didn't see anything. But everyone's saying he's, she's, she mouths the word, the name Eris or I don't know. I, we're just how how does everybody know it's a Targaryen other than the fact that we know it's not uh, her husband? We don't, right? But everybody just—I mean, I could be wrong, but they jumped on that pretty quick, right? Like that—that was confirmed from the episode. Am I wrong, Jenny? JD? Uh, I don't remember honestly. I haven't read about it. Yeah, I, I don't. Here's the here's the the pro and the con of Game of Thrones in general. There's 5 million characters with 10 million storylines. Right. And those little details, I'll admit, they go right over my head. So I can tell you all the big events and all the main characters. But, like, one of my favorite characters, you guys probably know his name. I don't even know his name. The guy that used to hang around Tyrion and now he's with Jamie. Love that guy. No clue what his name is. You know, that's the, that's the pro and the con of Game of Thrones. There's just too much going on that you have to be hardcore if you catch everything just saying. absolutely I'm or just trying. a very very astute listener you're talking <laughs> about you're talking about the guy that was with Tyrion for a long time yeah yeah the really like smooth mother effer i who, love that guy who trained jamie how to fight with yeah. one or one hand yeah yeah he's awesome he's uh, always like trying to get the women <laughs> he's amazing right. he's one of my favorite characters no clue what his name is it's uh, just that guy Damn it! I can't remember his name either. It's just that guy. I will re. I'll research it and we'll find it before before we finish this this episode. But uh, yeah, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. I didn't watch it a second time yet. I watched it the one time, and I just assumed the theory was proven in that scene. That okay, we now we know. Well, we obviously know that Ned's not his father. That it's Ned, that he's his uncle, and we get it. So he's not technically a bastard either. Uh, well, he is, but he's he's half something and half Stark still. Yeah, he's just not Ned's bastard. So, I mean, he he's got a rightful place, I guess, at the throne, right? Am I wrong there? No, he does, considering he would be Targaryen and Stark. So, yeah. Well, at least, well, you know, again, we're confirmed he's not Ned's kid. He's at least Stark. You know, fifty percent yeah. Stark at, at least, I guess, is is what we can go with. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll keep looking for that guy's name and also for uh, the confirmation that that was you know that it's proven. I assume it is to be honest because I you know everybody wants it to be true. Because then if you think of the title of the book, uh, was it a Song of Fire and Ice or Ice and Fire? Fire and Ice. Ice and Fire. I just looked. <laughs> uh, oh, Jon Snow is the Ice and Fire now. If he's Targaryen. <gasps> oh my God, that makes sense because. Stark is ice, and then dragons fire. Ooh, because everybody, wow. everybody kind of thought, oh, it's going to be Jon Snow and Danny, and that's the song of fire and ice. Now it's maybe it could still be, but it's also it all could be just Jon Snow. What if Jon Snow and Daenerys end up getting married, and that's well, that's what Targaryen. What this whole thing is about. Me and Jenny had this conversation. That's what Targaryens oh. do. They because they're they're technically related. Uh, and that's not out of the Targaryen <laughs> trait to marry inside their own family. It's also a Lannister thing, apparently. 
Yeah, so just keep it in the family. I mean, it's not like... You wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Uh, did we lose Jenny? Is she no, no, oh, okay. I'm just I'm just listening to you guys uh, try to figure this out. I, uh, that, Braun, that's why Braun, I, Braun is the name of the guy you like. Jenny. Bran? Braun. B-R-O-N-N. I thought that was the uh, paralyzed brother. That's, 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 that's Bran. Bran. Bran and Braun. Okay, yeah, again, pros and cons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's a completely different See, name. I don't know what is, you're talking about. Before the season finale, there was like two different kinds of fans, I felt like. There were people who liked Game of Thrones and then people who were like conspiracy theorists who liked <laughs> Game of Thrones. Who had like – Who just wanted to just, theorize. Like, whiteboards on whiteboards. Yeah, just wanted – I feel like I'm slowly becoming a conspiracy theorist like after this <laughs> finale. Like I want to know what's happened. Well, it's so become, bad. It's become like the Lost, and you know these shows where you get to try to figure things out. But now, I mean, it feels as, like we're close, though. As far it's as like tangible, as, right? As far as secrets go, the the this is the big one, and it's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Like this was everyone, or not everyone. I was indeed like they they harp on it a lot, and this is what my main contention was last year when they killed. You guys can remember we had a huge argument over it. They killed Jon Snow. They made such a big deal out of his lineage. So bitter, yeah. And they're like, and all of a sudden, you're just left with, oh, it's over. Like, we're not going to know? Or if we do find out, he's already dead, and what does it matter? But, yeah, but that's exactly. the whole argument, too, though. It's like everybody knew he wasn't dead, so it was just like, ugh, come on. And I think we're all still just scarred by it. I, don't know, I think it's back. just a dumb, dumb writing decision. I feel like that really lessened what death was in the realm. I, I well, don't, I, like, okay, so... And I could be totally wrong with this, but somebody told me this, and I don't know if it's accurate or not. But just as their uncle can't come back across the wall because he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. John, I don't think, can cross the wall because he's dead. What? That was That is one of the theories that are out there right now. Is I mean, that, that would why would he, I guess. I guess one would be, why would he need to go across the wall now? Well, because winter is coming, or winter is there, you know. There, what well, right, you? winter's coming to him, so he doesn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> right, right, but that's the that was somebody's theory that you know him dying is well, one, it got him out of the the watch because the only thing that separates you from the right. the night watch is death. Death, yeah. So that got him out of there. So. Lame reason to die, but you know it works with the story. But I think there's, yeah, I think like you're saying more, more to the point. Whether it's that's to do with him not being able to go to the wall or not, I think there's still an added. There's going to be a side effect to this resurrection, or some something that's going to be key to that resurrection being important to that for the reason for him to die. Otherwise, you're right mm-hmm. that there's no purpose to the death other than to show that Melisandre Just, couldn't bring somebody back and then but, messing with us. Right. Like, okay. Speaking of which, though. That scene where they they both basically told her, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right. Oh, Loved it. Favorite. Loved it, too. It's one of my favorites. Because <laughs> she deserved every second. I, I, I'm in love with that actress. She's gorgeous. She, uh, she does a great job on the show. But, yeah, dude, she had to get some comeuppance from the death of that little girl. Absolutely. Yeah. The most adorable little girl that show has ever seen, aside from... Uh, Aria. Uh, Aria. When she was a kid. When she was a little girl, throwing, throwing arrows and stuff, like... Yeah, like, dude, someone's got to pay for that. <laughs> what's the What's the actor's name that plays the uh, now John's like right hand? Um, 
uh, the guy that had the horse. Play Samwell. Samwell. Uh, no, Tarly. No. Sam. Sam. Not not Sam. The 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 old guy that had the horse that what was teaching the girl or the girl was teaching him how to read. Oh he yes. Was part of Baratheon's uh, crew. The D. Oh, John's the John's D. right hand now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy uh, that was in that scene with Liam him. Liam Cunningham plays Davos. Okay. Davos. He was fabulous during that scene because he had so much rage and you just saw he was like right on the verge of cracking like he's just like he killed her you know she was good she was all that was good and you killed her you know and like just every facial expression and then his voice was so firm but it had those little hints of where it was almost cracking Mm -hmm. awesome acting like i was just i was mesmerized by him on the screen i was like wow from from his introduction in the book, which I think is in the second book, uh, Davos's character, I really like that character right away because right away he's against Melisandre and he's trying to convince the king to not listen to her or to whatever that dude's name was. I can't remember now. Uh, she, he's trying to convince him to you know listen to the old ways and not listen to Melisandre, but he's he's so entranced by this woman now who's got smoke coming out of her hoo ha, and uh, so. Like, yeah, Davos has always been a strong character, and then that actor brings him to life so perfectly. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch, especially when he had those scenes with the little girl. It was just death devastating. Mm-hmm. When Absolutely. She, when she died, that was that was a horrific scene. Um, so we'll, we'll just finish the John John Snow storyline. He becomes kind of this this leader figure, and he's helping Sansa get this army because. Um, Excuse me, because Ramsey has taken Tommen, uh, not Tommen, that's Tommen Baratheon, uh, Tommen, uh, Tommen, uh, what's the dude's name? What's the kid's, the other, the last, no, Ben, Benjen. Nope, not Benjen. That's the Rickon? uncle. Rickon? Rickon, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Benjen's the uncle that's dead and can't go across the wall. Yes. Uh, yes, Rickon is the last oh. one. He's been taken captive by... By Ramsey, and he's holding him hostage, saying he wants his wife back in exchange for for Rickon, which leads to the Battle of the Bastards. Oh, just a brilliant, which is the best battle scene I've seen in television. Just so, yeah, it was great. I told I told Jenny while I was watching it, it's it harkens a lot back to the, when John's first fighting the the Walkers last season, because mm-hmm. you you have pretty much like a steady cam on John the entire battle, and when yeah. he's taking out White Walkers and stuff like that, he's fighting. It was just. I remember. Oh, that scene where he's just being crushed. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. my that gosh! Like I don't horrifying. even know how they filmed that because that you felt like you were in the world's worst mosh pit ever. I love absolutely. I love that they took you to. Okay, he fell. Now what? There's no way out of that situation. You're just gonna get trampled. Like you're and he kind of get... did. Right. Right. <laughs> he, yeah. And then of course Sansa saves the day, and it's of course it's John's fault for not listening to her to begin with. He should have taken her advice. But she does save the day, and it does save the fight, and they end up capturing Ramsay, uh, which was cool because they took it off the battlefield and brought it back to Winterfell and into the castle because they're trying to get that castle oh. back. And- but again, yet another scene from the season that's just heart-wrenchingly awesome. The giant, when he just oh, busts yes. through the gate, but oh. he's just getting hit with Ramsay's arrows, and you're just like... It was Stop. such a heroic death <laughs> that when he gets that last one in the eye, I'm just like, no. And, it, and just John just starts going and the shield's going up and blocking everyone. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was half expecting yeah. John to die right then. 
just because like I was like, of course, like this can't go good. Like he can't kill Ramsey. That's not Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, you did well. Even when they captured him and he's in, he's strapped to the chair. He's he's locked up. You felt like he still he can thinks, get out. He still thinks he's gonna get away. Like, look at his face. He's not worried at all. He thinks, ah, this is fine. This is just a hiccup. I'm gonna get out of this one more time. And I'm going to kill all these Starks and prove that I'm just the most despicable person since, since Joffrey, Joffrey. since Joffrey, yeah, right. <laughs> since Cersei now, we, let's we be can, real. We can completely say, we can say that Ramsey the worst. Well, we could say Ramsey is worse than, than Joffrey for sure. I don't know. They're based, both awful. Oh, I, I think, based on what I he think, did to Sansa alone. I think uh, Joffrey was in training to be worse than Ramsay. Sure. I just don't think he ever got mm-hmm. the chance. He, he couldn't have the means. He, was worse he, than could, he couldn't reach his I full potential. I still think Cersei is the hardcore evil, though. Let's well, be real here. We'll get the, hey, we'll get real to quick, that. have you have you seen the the meme going around that just says, "What if Queen Cersei had the Death Star?" <laughs> <gasps> yeah, there would have been no testing. She had just been blowing things away. Yeah, oh my uh, god. My favorite meme, though, has got Ramsey Bolton's head on a bag of Imes dog food. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. That, was, that was my favorite. Oh, so good. So good. Okay, so long story short, Sansa gets her revenge. She has a nice smile on her face as the dogs destroy Ramsey. Uh, Again, another great just cinematic era because it's so dark and everything and she just leaves him to be mauled and as she's walking she's got this very stern face but right as she passes like the firelight she gets a smirk and you're just like definitely not Sansa from season one no you it's know? not definitely not a full <laughs> no, smile it's just close. it's just I'm pleased with this and, you're like, and she's we're moving like, on oh yeah yeah uh, okay so I think that handles that those two characters pretty well Snow and Sansa, and then even Ramsay. Ramsay's dead. Winterfell is now in the hands of the North again, of the Starks, and Jon Snow is the king of the North. And he's actually united all the houses, they're all behind him, and he's got the wildlings with him as well. Getting Who, right- again, uh, my second favorite character is the wildling guy. Yeah, uh, what's not, his name? I'm not going like, to bother Something weird, Tormund or something like that? I don't know. I'm not going to bother. He's amazing. He's, he's amazing. I can watch oh, the whole Tor- show Tormund, Tormund Giants Bane. Yes. And they're shipping Except, him with Brienne now because of the one look on a horse. I I just love I, Brienne. She can guys, be with whoever. <laughs> have you guys seen the like Travelocity commercials with him though in it? Yes. Uh, no. Yes. It, it, it totally throws me off every time. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait. It's so funny. Did Game Cap- of Thrones go on acid? Like, is that, I don't is that get the Captain Obvious on. guy? Or I don't know who. I don't, I've never seen He's it. just it's like, like the gnome people. Like the gnome. I know like who the they Travelocity are. gnome. Yeah. He's the gnome? No, Kinda. the travel, Travelocity, it's the gnome. Right. The, the commercial with the gnome. That's the only commercial I know of. And he's yeah. No, no, no. He, the, he's, I, I don't, it might not even be Travelocity, but he's like really happy and telling people that there's swimming pools at their hotel. And mm. you haven't seen those? No. I don't uh, watch so I, I, I avoid commercials at all costs, though. So uh, I don't mm. get to see a lot of commercials. Um, okay, yeah. So there's Torment. That's Torment. Yeah, anyway. So Wildlings are all with them and they're all ready. And they got a, a white raven flew by. Which is the signal that winter is here. Uh, that was that was what what Ned Stark had told the Stark children, and Sansa had seen it, and so they knew winter's here. Uh, also, Littlefinger plays a role because he's in Sansa's ears, and he's telling her he's in love with her, 
and that she is the rightful heir to the to the north and that she should be ruling and there's kind of a moment in the king of the north chanting where they have a look at each other and Sansa might be kind of tinging at maybe I should be type of thing yeah i i was the only one of my friends who thinks this but i think Sansa's got something up her sleeve like hardcore maybe not a plan but she might be starting to make one yeah like she she's not content with being second best Anymore. anymore right right after what happened with ramsey after being overlooked by john for advice when she's the one that knew ramsey the what the best as far as mm-hmm. going against him and but she she did stick up for him she said you should be ruling not you know this should be you know you should be uh the king of the north i guess but yeah at that moment when i think when she saw the power that he now had i think she kind of was like yeah th- this should be me <laughs> this should be me Kind of, which is kind of season one and two, her. She thinks that she's the actual, like, she, I'm a Stark. I should yeah. be getting Winterfell or something. She, she has, she has hopes of being the Cersei of the North. Stop. Oh, she better not be that evil. <laughs> we'll no, see. I, you know, though, that is the one characteristic that I think stands true since season one is in season one, she was the prima donna. Everyone look Entitled. at me. I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, mm-hmm. and she's just been brutalized over the seasons and she's finally gotten that sense of power back because she's reunited with John. They just overtook and took back Winterfell again. And she's got this like sense of like, yeah, we're doing this. And then she's like, but wait a minute. Why is everybody not looking at me? Well, she she grew up hating John because he was a bastard and not a Stark. Like right. that's from the books and the first ep- the first season you can see it too, and in this season she admits to treating him poorly. But yeah, I think she definitely has a sense of entitlement for sure, and she she's now feeling like oh I've gone through all this maybe I do deserve this this attention this adoration and this you know and and also seeing you know Lady Mormont and how she's respected, maybe that's helping to push her along as well. Uh. Mormont or Mormont, whatever. It doesn't matter. Cause there's the a, badass 12-year-old. Right. There's a Jorah Mormont, and I don't know if they're related or not, but I kind of want to figure that out now. It's Liana Mormont. I think they are related. <laughs> and Jorah's the one that's got the scale disease. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we're ever going to have, like, loose ends tied up with him. I feel like we oh, have well, to. Yeah. yeah, she sent him off to find a cure. Yeah, like something has to happen. He'll like come, that's not the last time we no, see him. He's gonna come riding in and save her life once they come and start this huge battle that they've teased. It. All right, so let's move on. And they the already thing. hint that there is a cure because the little the little girl, the little the, girl, yeah, she, she had it and then it was cured, but her face was deformed because of it. Right. Yeah, like she, she it wouldn't spread and she wouldn't go crazy, but like it still showed. Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay, we got to stick with the Starks though. Uh, we do okay. I yeah, guess we'll, I really want to talk only, Arya. The only other one, Arya. the only other one Arya. to go to is Arya. Uh, the I mean, only we, one that's we, alive we, still. We, we've pretty this much is gone the most over Bran. Frustrating, awesome storyline. Like I was on the couch clapping my hands, doing fist pumps, going hell yeah. But then I'm also it was it has been my most hated storyline of the last yeah. well, two seasons. Well, well briefly. Briefly, well, let's just say it. she's she's still training with the faceless men. Uh, she got her vision restored after being made blind. She is given the task; she's a second chance, essentially, to assassinate an actress, but can't go through with it. Um, and then the the other girl that's there is ordered to kill Arya, but instead gets wounded or you know whatever. And then Arya 
essentially lures, lures her down and kills her beneath Bravos, and then, and then the the what's his name? The dude lets her go. Jockin lets her go with a smile on his face, as if this is what he wanted all along uh, when he was training her, and she ends up getting her revenge by taking uh, a, a new identity. And taking off her face, revealing she's Arya, and she stabs or she slits the throat of uh, the dude from Harry Potter. <laughs> Filch. The dude Filch, from yeah. Harry Potter. Filch, Filch, she slits Filch's throat for killing her family. How, how many more is on her list? I mean, the mountain is still on her list, but she doesn't know he's still on her list. She um, thinks he's dead. Well, she assumes um, she could Joffrey's, Joffrey's dead, but and she knows that, but Cersei's not dead, and Cersei was on her list, right? Uh, Cersei's not, yeah, hang on, I'll look it up. She used to say it over and over again. I used to have I know, it she had like like six or seven names, right? I had it stuck in my head like the numbers from Lost. Uh, Cer- Cersei, Cersei, Ilian Payne, who's the one that beheaded Ned. Uh, The Mountain, The Hound, Melisandre. Uh, How did she know about Melisandre? He took Gendry. Oh, you're right, okay. Uh, and then Beric, who sold Gendry, and Thoros, who sold Gendry. Um... Yeah, who's left? <laughs> uh, Dang, it's hard. So many people have died. I don't see those. Are those must be the ones that are left? I don't think that's the whole list. Joffrey's not on it. I don't know. Now I'm curious though because there's a. Uh... Yeah, I really though I I can't wait until she comes across the mountain again, or not the mountain, but uh, the hound. Because the Hound, I don't, you know, she wanted to, I, you know, he kind of proved himself to her, even though he was still an asshole. And right. I kind of like where his storyline's going, so I hope she doesn't kill kill the Hound again. <laughs> well, they have to have the showdown. I mean, they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually. One of them will die. The, the, the what are they calling? The, the Clegane Bowl? Uh, which is funny to me. So, yeah, who could be the next one that she kills? My guess is Melisandre. She's off on her own. And so is Arya. So, Walder Frey is on her list. He's dead. That's that's Filch. Uh, Cersei, not dead. Uh, the giant man that is called the Mountain. Obviously, dead and not dead at the same time. Uh, the Hound, who has revenge on his mind. And Melisandre, uh, Beric, and he's dead several times, but brought back to life each time by Thoros. Mm. And then there's Thoros, who's obviously not dead. And let's see, Ilian Payne, not dead. Sir Mirren Trant, uh, yeah, he's dead, and Arya stole his face. Or she stole a face to stab him. That was when she got made blind. Uh, and then Joffrey, yeah, he's totally dead. Then Tywin. Yep, dead. He's dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yes. I did, though, like that when she's just like, what'd she say? She just goes, I want uh, I want it to be a Stark's face smiling down at you. Yeah. When she right. slits his throat. It's just like, yeah. Uh, that story makes me sad. I am sad for Arya. Uh, sure, I'm happy she got revenge. At the same time, I just keep remembering how uh, optimistic Innocent. and bright innocent little girl she was and how you know her relationship with John was they were so close 
and she wanted to be a, 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 a fighter. She wanted to be a, like a warrior, like a knight. And she just was just so adorable again that to see have her have to go through all of this because she watched her father die and see how her family's been treated this whole time just breaks my heart to know that this little girl, like what's going to happen when she meets John again? Like this is not the same little girl that they were taken apart from each other all so long ago. Here's, here's my, I'm kind of on the opposite side. Cause yeah, I mean the entire Stark family, it breaks my heart because they've just been completely shit on since season yeah. one. But I actually love where Arya ended up minus the 900 episodes of a girl has no name. Um, because in, in the first season, she knew her father was a fighter. You know, he was the hand of the king. He, he has done everything he could to make, you know, the North great. And she was going to fight. Tooth and nail, she's going to get this done. And she started training. And you can't be a fighter and never see violence and never see war. And she has seen the utmost of it. And she's succeeded through it. And that's what I think that this whole storyline with the faceless man is so great is because at one point she was like, okay, I will give up my name, but she still hid the needle. You know, she still hid her sword that was given to her. Um, and then that's what made it was so great when she went to the faceless man and she's just like, he's like, what is your name? And she's like, I'm Arya Stark. And she just walks and you're like, she's still there. And, and she is the utmost picture of a warrior like i out of all the starks she's the strongest stark and i think that's awesome i don't know if i'd call her the strongest stark she's definitely been through a lot uh i'd say sansa is pretty strong at this point but yeah ari would take sansa down sansa down in a heart but she could she could have done that in season <laughs> one and i think she had done that in season one Here's the thing, though. There's two different ways. Arya has developed where she can fight psychologically. She can fight with her hands. Like, she's both physical and mental. She she knows how to get through a situation. Arya, uh, Sansa does not. And I don't even think that you can... John is all brute. You know, John struggles every time he has to make, like, a deep decision. Arya is always completely committed Whenever, whenever something's in front of her, she's like, I'm going to kill that guy. This one's my friend. Let's go. You know, that's impulsive. That's also impulsive and it's going to get her killed. She's been doing pretty good. She should have died fighting that girl. Falling off and falling down those stairs was a pretty dumb move. She got lucky there. John has died. (laughs) That didn't stop him. Oh, there it is. Falling down the <laughs> stairs didn't stop her either. I don't know. I, I get where you're going, and I I do love the innocence of her in season one, but I think character development-wise, she's the most true to her original character and has proven to be the most successful through the whole seasons. I don't I wouldn't go as far to say she's been she's the most true to her original character. She is definitely not the same girl she was um at season one. She she's grown, but she she has the same but she's not driven by by honor she's driven by revenge which kind of goes hand in hand with honor That's like the she's the complete opposite of honor not always i mean honor should be about justice not revenge 
but you seek revenge when the justice is taken from you. We're going to disagree here. You're, the, the, the justice and revenge have no place being together. Well, one causes the other. No, you're saying one is the answer for the other. Yeah. And it's not true. I think in this situation in her storyline, it's true. That's like, you know, and we're not going to get political, but that's like justifying uh, execution for a murderer. Which some people do justify that. Right, right. That's that's saying justice is revenge. That's what that's saying. And there's there's arguments against that. Anyway, that's not a big deal. That's not, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Um, okay, so that's Arya. We talked about Arya now. Um, it's, the Starks are pretty much, I mean, there's, we could talk about Bran a little bit. Uh, where he finally meets the Three-Eyed Raven and actually becomes the Three-Eyed Raven and the original Three-Eyed Raven dies because uh, they're getting chased by uh, skeleton monsters and the White Walkers, I should say. Uh, Bran and Mira escape and they're rescued by Uncle Benjen, who is dead. Uh, He leaves them at the wall where Bran completes his little vision of the Tower of Joy and saying, you know, obviously he can't cross the wall because he's already dead. I feel like we'll still see Benjen again because that was cool to see Benjen, Uh, especially if you've played the Game of Thrones Telltale Games version. That's John's looking for Benjen or he knows that Benjen is still there somewhere. Anywho, uh, let's move on to the Greyjoys. So, before Sansa goes off to find her brother, she's with Brienne and Theon, and Theon leaves them to go home to the Iron Islands, um, with her, where her sister is, and we see Balin Greyjoy die, gets killed by their uncle Euron Greyjoy, who wants to be king, but Theon, Theon's sister, Yara, should have rightful claim to it, or actually Theon should, but he doesn't want it. He doesn't want any part of it, to be honest. Well, plus, I don't think he can just before the, because the fact he's missing kind of the thing that would give an heir. (laughs) Right, right. So he doesn't want it. Yara thinks he's back because he wants it. They talked about how Ramsay took care of that for them. And Yara is meant to be the new, the new king slash queen of the Iron, Iron Islands. Uh, but Euron has other ideas. He gets the the siding of the entire Iron Islands, and they flee, heading to find Daenerys. And what's a pretty sweet scene when the ladies are getting all powerful and such, and they're talking, and they form an alliance. They're going to provide Daenerys with with ships, and they're going to help Yara get back the Iron Islands. So, pretty cool. Uh, nice to see Theon getting in the mix of things and him not being so, so poorly treated as he has been for so long now. Uh, <laughs> so that's always always nice to see. His sister is awesome. She That scene between her and the Mother of Dragons when they're talking about the ships and what they're going to do with the world once they're in charge. So awesome. Plus there was that little flirtatious like back and forth. Right. Yara, Yara's a lesbian. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> it was a little. It was fun to see uh, that moment. Um, we could talk about. Let's see. Well, the Hound. We find out he survived his wounds and he's hanging out with uh, dude from Deadwood. Um, and the village dude gets dude from Deadwood. <laughs> village gets wiped out by outlaws that are affiliated with the uh, Brotherhood of Without Banners. So the Hound pursues them, finds them, and he finds Barrack and Thoros executing the others, and he gets to kill one of them. 
because they know each other and such. So that happens. And the hound is still alive. He's still out there. And he's back to killing again. <laughs> he's 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 another one, though, that I really like the development of his story. Like, he comes across as sympathetic almost, but you can't really show any empathy or anything to him because he's mm. he's an asshole but you mm. want to like i really like him i really don't want or i want aria to become his friend not on the kill list like he's so cool his brother on the other hand little crazy but and is a right. zombie i think right uh let's talk about uh, the sand snakes uh Alaria sand she kills doran martell right away so that dude's dead uh, that was a nice brief cameo for the dude from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, so she seizes control of Dorn, and then the Sand Snakes killed Tristane uh, as well. So uh, Olena meets with Ilaria after the burning of the Sept to discuss an alliance with Dorn. Um, and then also Varys pops in right at the end there. So we're going to see the Sand Snakes joining up with Daenerys. Interesting. Uh, pretty cool. Sand snakes are cool. We didn't get to see much of them yet. Uh, we got to see some cool stuff, but not enough to be. I don't know. It would be cool to see the sand snakes square off again with Jamie and and Bron again. <laughs> that was fun last year. I want like they're so. I have the split thing of where it's at right now. Is <clears throat> just as I want Jamie Lannister to say screw you to his sister and pair up with Jon Snow and. The Starks and Brianna, Tarth, and all them. Like, I want that to happen. I know it never will because he's a Lannister. But I want the Lannister. I want Jamie to be cool and be friends with everybody. And it's kind of the same like the Sand Snakes. It's going to be awesome if they're like girl power with Mother of Dragons and all that. But to be honest with you, do you really think Mother Sand Snake's going to let the mother of dragons have tried to rule. It's going to be another fight. So I think it's, it's just like, an ongoing uh, game of who's going to kill each other. That's what it has been. Mm-hmm. I think with all these women, I think Illyria is going to be fine if she can just have Dorn. I don't know. We'll see though. Uh, definitely have to see. Uh, real quick, we can talk about Sam uh, and, yes. and Gilly and li- little Sam. They go to Old Town to visit Sam's family. We find out Sam's father is just a complete dick. Uh, just has no regard for worse. Yeah. No regard for Sam or Sam's mother or now Gilly. Once he finds out who she is. And when she, when he learns that she's a, she's a wildling, uh, he tells Sam to get him out of the city or take him to the Citadel or no, no, no. He tells Sam that she can stay there, but he has to leave. Um, but Sam takes her and little Sam to the Citadel, uh, along with the, the, the ancestral Valerian steel sword, Heartsbane, so we got some White Walker uh, poison with Sam right now. Since the Valyrian, he's good with that stuff. He's the, the Valyrian mm-hmm. Steel is yes. what helped Jon Snow kill him kill him last year. And uh, he killed he killed the one White Walker yep. with the uh, the broken shard, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how they discovered it. Yep. Uh, so Sam and Gilly arrive at the Citadel, and Sam is made to wait for the Arch Maester because he was supposed to become a Maester himself. And he's in the library, and you can tell he's very happy to be around all those books. Uh, library porn. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, I, I guess there's, right. there's... I have a quick question. Okay, so I like I feel like with Samwell, like, do you think there's any sort of like sorcery going on in there? 
Like, mm. there's a lot of books, and I feel like there's got to be something, like, he can't leave or something until, I don't know, just continue. I, that sounds mind. like a Harry Potter thing. Well, I thought there like, was, there's got to be something weird about it, too, because the guy was so protective about nobody no told women me and that children. this person, yeah. But I also think that it's a good setup, because if you start, if, if you look at it like a game of chess, like, the pieces are starting to be put strategically in the right spots. Right. Mm-hmm. And... No matter if it's the Mother of Dragons or the King of the North or who have you, they have that pieces. needs to be that library, which is the history of man at that time, has to be guarded by somebody that's trusted. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's just sort of proof that the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. Like he is supposed to be there in the scheme of things to come. Right. What is it? The The, the, the man who wins the war writes history? Or, right, <laughs> you know, or whatever that that saying is. So, yeah, I mean, Jon Snow's best friend is there in among all of the books, and I kind of felt like maybe that's how he's going to find out his lineage. Like that, you know, Sam was going to read a book where it's in there because you know we found that out with Ned earlier. That's how he found out some stuff um, about who's the rightful heir of the Iron Throne. And when he figured out that Joffrey was not right. Baratheon, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's them. Let's dig into these uh, crazy, wacky Lannisters. We'll start with ja- Jamie. Oh. Uh, Jamie returns to King's Landing to mourn uh, over his daughter, Marcella. Uh, you know, she died on the boat. She was poisoned by the sand snakes or by Ilaria sand. Um, Jamie and the, the the army there attempt to get Marjorie and Loras out of the custody of this the sparrow. Uh, but they find out Marjorie is a follower of the Sparrow now and has formed an alliance with the, the militant there. Um, King Tommen takes away Jamie out of the Kingsguard, sends him to River Run, where the Blackfish is not surrendering the castle. Uh, the, the Blackfish, the Tullys can just go to hell. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, please. Uh, during... Laura, oh, uh, no, we'll wait. We'll talk about Cersei to get to that part. Um, so at River Run, uh, Black the Blackfish is determined to not surrender the castle, despite Brienne's attempts to persuade him. She's there to to come to the north to get to help Sansa get more troops, but he won't do it. So she leaves. Jamie actually lets her leave. Kind of a nice little moment when they reunite for a second. Uh, Jamie forces his son Edmure to order Tully to surrender, and they do like little punks they are. Uh, Brienne and Podrick leave together while the Blackfish dies off screen. Don't even get to see him die <laughs> fighting for the Lannisters. Um, yeah. So, and that's where Walder Frey is killed as well. He's trying to get that castle back. His completely useless sons can't do it. So that's why Jamie has to come and help him out. Uh, and then Jamie returns to King's Landing to find his lovely sister, Cersei, in a situation that looks like it's scaring the hell out of him. I think it's scaring the hell out of all the viewers and every cast member on the show. Right. That woman is such a good actress. (laughs) Uh, Just, you have to give her credit for everything she's been doing. But yeah, so we'll talk about Joffrey is proof that the apple didn't fall far from the tree. No, no. Uh, so Cersei, Cersei's clearly all season long building towards revenge against her humiliation of walking naked through the town. Uh, 
um, for for uh, with atonement, with the, the, right from the high sparrow. Shame, yeah, this, shame. This shame, crap, shame. Um, and and this is we're getting ready for Marjorie and Loras to do the same thing, um, but in the middle of their or during in the middle of Laura because Marjorie has accepted her terms and become uh, uh, formed an alliance with them, or she says she has. You could tell because she has sent a note with her grandmother saying she has a plan. Essentially, this is just a joke, or this is just a, a game. And like she even told her brother to go along with it as well to spare him, essentially, and he does, and he gets the mark on his forehead. But Cersei does not show up, and when Tommen tries to leave his room to go there, who shows up but, uh, you know, zombified Clegane, brother, doesn't let him through. I thought for sure he was going to break him in half or something and eat his bones or something. I don't know what he's going to do. I thought for sure his bones. he's going to kill Tommen, but then I remembered how Cersei is with her kids. She's very defensive about her children. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she doesn't seem too broken up though uh, when she finds out the news about Tommen. But uh, honestly, though, I think that was that was the most powerful scene this whole season. It came right out of nowhere. Jumping. It came. No, it did. It. I. I was like, he walks out of the screen. I'm like, all right, why are we still sit? Uh, oh, oh, oh no! It like, just it happens. Is nuts. We'll yeah. get. We'll oh, get there. God. Yeah, we'll get there because he does it in reaction <laughs> to something. So everyone notices that Cersei's not there. Marjorie's like, she's not here for a reason. She figures it out before everybody else has a chance to uh, when she's talking to her, her father, who's the dude from Star Wars, Phantom Menace. He's mm. uh, he's like a senator on Naboo, apparently, with a nice twirly mustache. Uh, Cersei has stockpiled wildfire underneath the Great Sept to burn the entire thing down. It's a huge explosion, green explosion. That's what, that's what was so awesome, because there's those little gems that... It's it is like a puzzle. Like you can you can see that scene coming if you really tried hard enough. Because when you go back to what was was it Blackwater? Was that the name of the one where Tyrion used the uh, the Battle of Blackwater? Yeah, where he used it to blow up the bay. Basically, mm-hmm. the guy that gave it to him is the guy that's been helping Cersei with the politicians, so to speak. He's the one that re that did whatever he did to the Clegane guy. Yeah, yeah, so he's like, you can, you totally forget that this guy can make some mad oil stuff. Well, right? they, they've hinted at it all season long, too. I, I listened to the, the producer, the creators talk about the episode after the episode on HBO, and they were like, yeah, we we hinted at this earlier, we talked about the Blackwater coming into play, then they go down in the basement where that, that sparrow or whatever is, or whatever that they call those guys, he's crawling away because that little boy, the creepy little kid's. Uh, yeah, stabbed him. What was up with that? Yeah, the creepy kids <laughs> that kill the maester. Awesome <laughs> and terrifying. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the wildfire blows up, kills High Sparrow, kills Marjorie, kills Loras, kills Mace, kills Kevin, kills Lancel. Uh, that was such a great scene too, though, because the moment the queen realizes she's looking at, and she's like, she's not here. Her son is not here. Right. We need to get out of here. Marjorie, she's trying. Yeah. Yeah, Marjorie's trying to get out, and the stupid sparrows will not let them out. And she's just like looking at him, going, "You're killing." And then when it goes, you're just like, "Oh!" So that I was so frustrated with that scene, though, because she had hinted at her grandmother that there was mm-hmm. more, like she was doing something. There was a bigger play right. at hand, you know. Which and, is why, which is why you're like, "Oh, she's meeting with the sand snakes." Nice, right? 
and then that happened and you're like, which is good because it goes back to what we're saying that, you know, it's fueling the revenge. So grandma's not going to be too happy. And she's, she never liked Cersei in the beginning, but this is just giving her, she has nothing left. All of her heirs are dead now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Yep. So her son, her grandchildren, all dead. Yep. Mm. But that, that scene was so crazy. But then, yeah, like you said, when Jamie gets back into town after that, yeah, oh. yeah. Pycelle's killed by that guy's that guy that we're talking about is Kyburn or Quyburn, whatever. Uh, those are his little birds, those kids. Um, but yeah, Tommen sees that the sept is burning from the Red Keep, just jumps right out the window. No hesitation. It, well, he like it's standing there with that little tear, and he just knows that his his wife just got blown up. Right, and he Ugh. knows he knows his mom is at fault because Clegane kept him from going. Yeah. So he figured it out, and he knew. That as long as he's alive, she's in control and she'll do whatever she wants whenever she wants. And I'm sure he was terrified. Uh, As he should be. Right. And as as Jamie was when he saw he got home just in time to see her being crowned queen again. And in that that outfit where she looks like she's just out for pain. Like this is not good. She's queen again. And this time she's pissed. She is Darth Vader, man. Exactly. Uh, Tyrion is in Marine. He's left behind in Marine when when Daenerys leaves on her dragon at the end of last season, and then gets surrounded by the the call. Uh, but Tyrion's left behind, so he's trying to pick up the pieces, make sure everything is okay for when she returns. And so he makes an agreement with the slavers that gives them seven years to transition from slavery. Uh, it's, it's it. They took inspiration from the Abraham Lincoln from this because you know he's credited as being a part of, you know, getting rid of slavery, but it took time. It wasn't done just because he made a, a, a declaration, you know, like it, it, it just, it took time. So they, they kind of, the writers took that from that and made sense. He made it made sense to the, the slaves, mostly, you know, gray joy or not gray joy, uh, uh, gray worm. And, uh, what's her name? Uh, Daenerys's right hand chick. I can I can never it's, again. It's Masandi, don't ask, I think. Any, don't ask me any names of anybody on this show. Right, right. Uh, so he's in charge, and then Daenerys returns after she pretty much uh, uh, sets fire to the temple of the Dash Khalid, killing every single call. Uh, again, walking out with the you know through the fire once again, the fire not hurting her, and then she gets all of the Dothraki to be on her side. So they ride back with her, but she takes the dragon. You know, she wants a shortcut. Gets back just in time to see the town or the the city under attack by the slavers who, you know, took turned on their agreement, launching a naval attack, shooting firebombs. Daenerys returns in time and has the dragons burn the fleet to, to, to just burn them all. Not uh, all of the fleet. Well, she enough. She left a portion. Yeah, enough. Uh, that forces the slavers to accept the original agreement, not before Grey Worm kills two of them. Which was the most epic, awesome death scene. Like, I oh, so they just turn the the two guys turn on the one guy, and then you're like, oh, this isn't good for any of you. And the one guy gets to live, and he kills the other two. Yeah, they basically they go, all right. So in exchange for your surrender, one of you have to die. Who will it be? And they all just throw this guy under the bus, and he's like, what the? And they're like, yeah, he's got to go. And the guy's begging, and they just slices the other two. And he's like, all right, they threw you under the bus. You get to live. Right. Yeah, you go back. You make sure this never happens again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever you say. (laughs) 
so yeah, and Dario is there as well. <laughs> um, and and with the, the Thraki, they defeat the Sons of the Harpy, and Daenerys breaks up with Dario, telling him he's got to stay here and help keep the peace because she's going to have to go off and get married at some point, based on what Tyrion tells her. Tyrion's right. She makes Tyrion the hand, so now he's her hand to the queen, which, which was is awesome. a cool moment. You felt real good for Tyrion at that point, because he didn't deserve to have it taken away from him from Joffrey um, when he gave it to his father, or his grandfather. So, uh, yeah, the closing scene of season six is the fleet. Daenerys's fleet finally sailing towards Westeros with the dragons flying above. And it is a massive fleet combined with the Greyjoys. Oh, if you, oh man, they're who all, oh, so who all were on the fleet? So you had, yeah, the Greyjoys, you had the slaves, had the slaves. Yeah. You had the, um, the, what the Unsullied or whatever they're called. Un- Unsullied. Unsullied. And then, um, there were more though. Who were the other families? The, the Thraki. Right. I don't know who else, but that that's that's enough for me. The second sons, uh, yeah, with Daria are left in charge of Marine, so they don't have them. But that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know who else would be there, but it's a lot. There was a lot of boats in that picture. Yeah. So yeah. it was all right. So so for the remaining two seasons that are partial seasons, there's a lot of. I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys want to see? What do you guys well, think is going to happen? Yeah, let's go yeah. with one prediction. What do you? What? Uh, can combine it with what you think is going to happen and what you hope happens, JD. Um, I hope Daenerys gets the throne. Like that's the end goal. I really like her as a character, but I also hope she kills the shit out of Cersei or Arya. Actually, I would like Arya too. That would be <laughs> my main goal. I would like Arya to end Cersei. That would be awesome. All right, Jenny. I, I, I think that you're going to see just like the the name of the book is. There's going to be fire. It's going to be Daenerys against Cersei in King's Landing. I think that's going to be going on while at the same time Jon Snow's going to be fighting against the White Walkers. So then, when Danny wins and Jon wins, there's your fire and ice. Yeah, and then I think because because they've made such good alliances, I mean, the Starks and all of Winterfell and the North have great alliances now throughout the land. Daenerys has great alliances. So even, I mean, because she's so paired up with Tyrion, that is a natural tie-in to get Jaime, you know, and then... You've got Jon Snow and them guys with the Ironborn. And so it's starting to pull together where everybody's been at each other's throats for six seasons where they're going to start realizing that we're actually all are on the same team. And their teams are the North against the White Walkers, King's Landing against Cersei. You know, like it's the, yeah. m- the dragons against Cersei. And I want to see that battle. I just – I want to see – Although I want to see Arya kill Cersei, I just want to see the dragon eat Cersei. I just want to see kind of yes. the scene from Jurassic World where they're like throwing the assistant around. I want to see that happen to Cersei Lannister. 
with the dragons. I just don't see Cersei or the army standing up to whatever uh, Danny has. White coming. Walker. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think White Walkers are by far the biggest problem. Like, it doesn't matter if they all demolish each other; they'll have no no men left to fight the White Walkers. Right. What if? And this this won't be my guess, but what if they have to finally come together and all fight together to fight the White Walkers? I think it'd Which be too good. Which would make sense because you've got you've got Jon Snow and his crew that are now armed with the the steel, you know, that can well, they take have two them down. Swords. But then you, yeah, they've got two swords. But then you also got the dragons. Right. I I do honestly see there being a big battle, and then them being like, we can't worry about this. The White Walkers are coming, and then like all of a sudden the White Walkers just like come in, and then they all do work together. That'd so, be kind of cool. I think what you're yeah, I think what you're gonna get is that brief union. White Walkers are taken care of, and then a betrayal by the Lannisters or something, and then that's when the final war. Oof! This is it. This is it. we're getting down to a real good story. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I think what I want to see, I, 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 until we found out that they're related, I wanted to see John and Danny end up together, but I don't think I want to see that anymore now. Uh, I don't I, know. Jamie and, and Cersei pulled it off. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, but I think I want to see, boy, I don't know. I, I would like to see Danny and John work together. I don't think John wants to be on the Iron Throne, so I think he would be okay with her being on the Iron Throne. Um, I think it's starting to become a democracy. Right, <laughs> where I think I think Danny would would be okay with working with all of these kings of the North and the lords of of the Iron Iron whatever they Island. are, yeah, Iron yeah. Islands. Yeah, I think working together like that is the only way to go. Uh, before we wrap up, we had two people comment on Twitter today: Matthew Bates the second, Matthew J Bates the second at Cthulhu Collect chimed in to say his favorite parts this year were the Sept blowing up and the Red Lady being shown the door. Get it? Oh, yes. Uh- uh, I, he says he still hates Ramsey, but he really deserved to win that fight. I don't agree with you whatsoever, sir. Uh, and then we had Commander K at Warrior Cosmic said three things. Uh, narrative bookend because Jamie killed Eris to prevent burning of King's Landing. He will eventually kill Cersei. That's his prediction. That's a cool prediction. Jamie killing Cersei? I don't see it happening, but it's cool. Uh, he says Sansa is seriously is going to seriously F up Littlefinger's... Yeah, finish the word. Uh, Post-Danny invasion, Tyrion and Sansa will resume their marriage. Interesting. Because they are still married. Who in Sansa? Who in Sansa will? Tyrion. Tyrion. You're right, I forgot. I feel like she's been married so many times. Like, she's just... (laughs) I know, I keep forgetting how many she's been married. Three times? Or if almost (laughs) married. Like, cause she never actually married Joffrey, but she was supposed to. Then they married her to Tyrion, but then that didn't work. So then, well, then she, it, was it worked, Ramsey? but she was she got taken away after Joffrey was poisoned. Right. They were together, and then it was Ramsay. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, crazy. All right. Ramsey. We are on Twitter at Atomic Geeks. Hit us up for anything that we, you think we missed, or hit us up. Let us know your favorite moments or your predictions for the final two seasons as we wait a year for season seven uh, with no real cliffhanger saying overhead as far as is Jon Snow alive or dead he's alive uh, and he's the king of the north and that's that uh, thanks for listening this week head over to atomicgeekdom.com to find all co- kinds of cool content and things to read and listen to uh, we got some cool podcasts in store for you uh, coming up in the next two or three weeks uh, Jenny you are on twitter at Robbie Art. JD is on Twitter at 
J freaking D. And that is it for this week. Again, thanks for listening. Go subscribe to the Just Two Pals podcast and the Two Broke Geeks podcast. Very fun stuff. They're all on iTunes. Subscribe to the reviews. Jenny, you're here. And it's time for the last word this week. The last word is... Ghost. Ghost.